Well, tonight, church, you've been extended an invitation to observe a holy Lent. That invitation will be complete at the conclusion of our service when you receive the imposition of ashes upon your forehead as a reminder to remember that you are dust and that to dust you shall return. Or said another way, this observance of the season of Lent is a time to remember your mortality, that one day you will die. Remember your death, Lent calls us to. Why would we want to do that? That seems an odd topic to call people in our day and age to dwell upon, especially in light of the fact that in so many ways we try to do the exact opposite of that. Have you ever noticed how often we do everything in our power to avoid thinking about and dying and and, and talking about death? This hasn't always been the case. In previous times, death was a much more common subject of contemplation and discussion because death was much more prevalent in people's lives. When lifespans were significantly shorter and infant mortality rates were significantly higher, death was encountered with far greater frequency than it is today. When generations of families lived in close proximity with one another, and the younger, healthier members of a family cared for the older, sicker members of a family, as they died, often in their homes, death was encountered with far greater frequency than it is today. Throughout most of human history, death has been far more visible and more often encountered, and hence it's been more familiar and more expected and more accepted than it is today. And so people throughout history have dealt with death uh, far more regularly and more naturally and more communally than we do. But with the advancements in science and the medical technologies that have taken place over the past hundred years, humans are now living longer and healthier lives than at any other point in modern history. And so death is, is far less frequent, at least here in the West, than it's ever been before. And with the medicalization of death that has taken place, people are now spending their final days or weeks or months or even years in hospitals and and long-term care facilities instead of in their homes. And so the dying that does take place is often out of sight and sometimes out of mind. With the scattering of families, we now often get news of of a loved one's death by means of a phone call rather than by being at their bedside. And all of these things, they they separate us to a degree from death and dying. And and they make us less familiar with the process, less less comfortable with the experience, less, less competent in knowing how to handle it. In a sense, death has become foreign to us. And because we don't know what to do with it or how to handle it or how to talk about it, we try and avoid it and hide from it or hide it from us at any and all costs. And and so we're willing to undergo exorbitantly expensive and incredibly difficult medical procedures at the very end of our lives in hopes of extending our lives, even if it's only to a negligible degree, so that we won't have to experience death. We no longer have open caskets at funerals so that we don't have to look upon death. We've even changed our language around death, using euphemisms like she passed away or he is no longer with us, so that we don't have to speak the language of death. In almost every way imaginable, what we seek to avoid talking about death or thinking about death or being near death or being honest about death or experiencing death. By and large, we want nothing at all to do with death. And so why in the world... Here at the beginning of Lent, would the church call her people to remember their deaths? Why are we bringing up this subject that causes so many people anxiety and fear, 
and that may bring up memories that are difficult and sad, why are we talking about death? Well, there are many reasons why. Despite the discomfort that it may bring, it is not only good for us, but necessary for us to talk about death and dying. And I, Tonight, I want to share three with you very briefly. The first reason that it's important that we learn to talk about death is because death is inevitable. Everyone that you know is one day going to die. No matter what technology is invented, no matter what life-saving interventions you try and put in place, one day you and everyone you know and love are going to die. This is a part of the future experience of every human being. It's actually one of the very few things that we all have in common with one another. We heard in our reading tonight from Genesis that you are dust, and to dust you will return. We will all one day go down into the grave. And so, if this is a road that we are all one day going to have to travel, why would we not be preparing for it? Refusing to think about death and dying before you die is like refusing to learn how to swim if you know that you're going to be thrown into the deep end of the swimming pool. It, It just doesn't make sense. If you want death to be a chaotic and a terrifying experience, then don't ever think about it or talk about it or prepare for it. But if you want to die well, if you want to die in peace, if you want to die unafraid, if you want to care for not just yourself, but your loved ones in your death, then prepare well for it. Think about it. Talk about it. Make necessary plans for it. You never know when your time will come, but you can be prepared for it when it does. That's the first reason it's worth talking about death. The second reason that it's not only important but essential to talk about death is because we have spectacularly good news to say about it that nobody else has and that everybody else needs. No other religion has good news to share about death and dying. Their beliefs regarding death and the afterlife are all based on works and how well they've lived in this life. If they've done good enough, they might get to go to paradise or be reincarnated to a better position in life or reach nirvana one day. But if they haven't been good enough, then their outlook is much more grim. So so in all of the other religions, what happens to you at your death is based upon how well you've lived. And for anyone who's been honest about their life or who is self-aware of the thoughts of their heart, that is a terrifying prospect. Because deep down inside, we all know that we are not worthy. We're not good enough. The religious don't have good news about death. And neither do the non-religious. For those who are non-religious, there's no afterlife to even hope or strive for. And so death is simply the ominous end. In either of those scenarios, death becomes a a fearful event where there's no certainty and often no hope. No wonder people try to avoid it at all costs. But for the Christian, death is very different. We heard why in our gospel reading from John chapter 11 this evening, where Jesus, in the face of the sadness over the death of his good friend Lazarus, declared, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though they die, yet shall they live. And so, in the Christian faith, we declare that death is not the end. 
but it is actually the beginning of a truer and a better and a more lasting life than we've ever known. And to experience this life beyond the grave, we don't have to earn it or deserve it or work for it. We don't have to be good enough in this life. We just have to believe in the one who was. We, we just have to trust in Jesus who died and rose again. We believe in the one who has overcome the grave, who has tasted death and conquered death so that even when we die, we live. Church, do you believe this? That's the question Jesus asks after he declares this great truth. Do you believe that he is the resurrection and the life? And that through faith in him, there is eternal life beyond the grave. Because if you do, then it changes everything. If you do, then you have the best possible news for the worst possible scenario that anyone in this world will ever face. As Christians, we must talk about death. For we have the hope of the world. And so we must talk about death because it's inevitable. And we must talk about death because we have the good news that the world needs to hear. Finally, we must talk about death because focusing on our death focuses us in our lives. And this is the Lenten aspect of remembering that you are dust. Remembering your death causes you to reorient your life. This is why Moses in Psalm 90 asks the Lord to teach us to number our days aright in order that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Help me to be mindful of my end so that I can live with meaning in this moment, Moses cries to God. This is why Jesus told the parables about Lazarus and the rich man and the wedding banquet feast, among others, so that all who listened would consider their future end And live in light of it in the present. This is the gift and the intended work of the season of Lent. If we're aware of our future death, we'll be awake for our present life. If we're conscious of our dying, we'll consider how we're living. If we meditate on our end, we'll be more mindful of our now. And the result of that contemplation will be a reoriented heart that repents of all that leads to death, that amends its ways according to what brings life, and that seeks its Savior in prayer and in the Scriptures so that it is strengthened for this life and for the life to come. That is the purpose of Lent. And so, church, tonight, we're going to extend Uh, exhort you uh, to remember that you are dust and that to dust you shall return. And for the Redeemer folks, at least for the next 40 days, we're going to be reminding you of your mortality again and again and again in our Sunday sermons and with our digital daily discussions, all so that you may gain a heart of wisdom. To aid you in that journey on the way out the door this evening, there are Lenten journals that we want to give to anyone who wants one to help you collect your thoughts and to ask your questions and to process your emotions as you consider death and dying. It's the church's Lenten gift to you. I want to close this evening with a quote from John Piper, who once when he was speaking to a group of pastors 
offered the following exhortation. He said, deal with death and deal with it a lot. Deal with it often. Don't just deal with it when you have to deal with it. Deal with it when you don't have to deal with it so that you'll be ready to deal with it when it comes. Deal with death. Deal with it often. Deal with it over and over. And so tonight, church, I invite you into the observance of a holy Lent, into a season of remembering that you are dust and that to dust you will return. I invite you to remember your death for God's glory and for your good. Amen.